Welcome to all of you from your centers. Today, I once again wish you a happy new year. May all of you have happiness and good fortune throughout the year. Today, we again continue our learning on the Dhamma. In this new year, all of you have the good intentions to build goodness through the year and to complete one's duties and one's work with mindfulness and with their abilities. When we have established rules and methods of doing things, then the work that we have to do isn't held back. It is completed well. And the work that is completed well without delay and obstructions is one of the highest blessings as taught by the Buddha. Here, we need to have knowledge and intelligence through having education and learning and seeking new knowledge. Then, we are people who are considered to be of vast learning. We examine and reflect over and over and are determined to attend carefully to whatever we are learning. We are determined to memorize and learn. We investigate and have understanding into whatever problem or issue that we are facing until we are able to solve and overcome that problem well. This is called having effort and perseverance. This type of person is called a wise person. They know how to study and learn about the various things that come into their life. They have knowing there, and that knowing is all-encompassing as well. They are someone who is observant and has vast knowledge. They know of many things that relate to the issue on hand, and they can use that for their comparison. They also consider what lies ahead as well. This is called someone who has wisdom and who is of vast learning. Here, let us talk about the subject of discipline. Discipline here means rules and regulations, or the rules that control the ways of conduct, the actions and speech of people in a society so that they are proper and good. It has to do with rules and a certain method of how things are done. The same method for everyone. In this way, when people come together, they will have ease and happiness. They won't harm each other. It is this discipline that makes people in society stay far from all sorts of evil. Far from selfishness and be full of this quality of self-sacrifice or giving for the public benefit. And this self-sacrifice is very important. Because the people that don't have this self-sacrifice, they won't be able to practice and to develop in various aspects of samadhi or concentration and in wisdom. In the beginning, one has to have this sense of sacrificing for the greater good to be full in their heart first. This is something very important. When I was learning and practicing in Venerable Ajahn Chah's monastery in Wat Nongpapong, there were 65 to 70 monks who lived there. And the Vinaya, or the code of discipline of 227 rules that the monks follow, had to be held strictly. There were also the rules of the monastery and the ways of behaviors that had to be strictly practiced. 
It is these ways of practice that today have been widely acknowledged throughout the world. And they encompassed all the rules of living together and how the activities in the monastery were done together. For example, the group chanting in the morning and in the evening that was done together, doing chores and cleaning the eating hall, hauling water for bathing and for washing the monks' arms bowls, hauling water and putting it in a large water vessel for the venerable teacher to bathe in the evening, hauling water for foot rinsing and to put in the kitchen for washing all that was used in making food and water for storage, and washing and packing away all the communal dishes and utensils after the meal was finished. These were all duties that were done regularly. And if there was any special work or activity, the bell would be rung and this indicated that one needed to gather together to do work. And this was all done together, starting together and finishing together. If there was someone who would evade these duties, that they were a type of person who was sneaky, then Venerable Ajahn Chah wouldn't let them stay in the group. They had to leave the monastery and wouldn't be accepted as part of the Sangha there because they were someone who didn't have this quality of self-sacrifice. But on the other hand, there was one of the monks who practiced at Wat Nong Pa Pong. Though they didn't ordain at Wat Nong Pa Pong, they had Dhamma in their heart. On coming to Wat Nong Pa Pong for just the first 15 days, and he would see that the monks were doing work, and he would go help. He sacrificed everything and in every way. He wasn't selfish. Venerable Ajahn Chah saw this and saw how this monk was well behaved and that he was well practiced. His character was that of sacrificing for the greater good. Venerable Ajahn Chah then accepted this monk into the Sangha there to be one with that group. He was allowed to be the same as a monk who had ordained at Wat Pong. So this mind is important, the mind that has self-sacrifice keeping to the rules and various ways of doing things. Ajahn Chah watched that monk and saw that he was someone who sacrificed like this and allowed him to come and be a part of the Sangha as one there. So in whatever social group or society, the more that it is lacking in rules and regulations, lacking in harmony, where each person does what they want according to their desires, where there are disputes, the more widespread this is, then the more confusion and chaos there will be. There won't be any happiness at all. It can be compared to like many different flowers coming together. If they are just bunched up and put here and there, then the flowers have little value. But with wisdom, the flowers can be strung together into a beautiful arrangement and it makes the different flowers become a floral garland. It becomes something that is beautiful and that can beautify. We people are the same. If we are staying together and we stay together through rules and regulations, living in harmony and with self-sacrifice, then it is something great to observe and it is worthy of praise. There are some people who might have physical strength, but they have little mental strength. They try to evade and get out of things. They won't sacrifice for the greater good and they are selfish. Being like this is hopeless. 
they lack spiritual virtue already. The dana parami, or the spiritual quality of generosity, that sacrifices one's physical strength, they don't possess. But on the other hand, a person may have weak physical strength. They aren't fully strong. Maybe their legs or arm isn't strong. Their physical body isn't operating at 100%. But their minds are operating at more than 100%. Their minds are working at beyond 100% capacity. The mind sacrifices more than 100%. They do some work and then they ask if there is anything more to do. They are ready to sacrifice. They are ready to do it. People like this are praiseworthy. They have the mind and heart like a dewa or a celestial being. Their body may not be strong, but they can see the defects of this physical form. Then they want to build even more goodness and aren't careless. They build goodness in their hearts. Their minds are like a dewa. Their minds are high. But a person who is physically strong and wants to evade and get out of things, they are deceitful. They don't want to do anything or sacrifice for the greater good. That mind has fallen. Their mind is low. They aren't someone who is smart, but instead they are called someone who is stupid. So a person who has knowing and who is smart has to be smart in the world and smart in the Dhamma. How are they smart? In the world, they study and learn and gain knowledge. In the Dhamma, they learn all the same. Learning how to overcome their mental defilements, overcoming their selfishness, getting these qualities out of their mind and heart. Like lay people who may go to many different social groups and communities, for example, going to the monastery, where each monastery has rules and ways of doing things. Then we go there and we follow them and we do them willingly and with this quality of self-sacrifice. This is very beautiful. Our body may not be strong, but our spiritual heart is strong and we do things fully. This is a high mind, a mind like a dewa, with a high spiritual virtue. Other people see this and they are pleased. Their minds are joyous and they anumodana and rejoice in this goodness that we do. But on the opposite, a person who is strong and healthy but who tries to get out of doing things, they don't do it. They are selfish in all sorts of things and they would rather just give things for others to do. They want to do things only for personal benefit. The more you see this, the more depressed you are. Sometimes Ajahn Chah would criticize this very harshly. If someone came to the monastery and just ate and grabbed the food that had been offered to take home much more than what they came with, Ajahn Chah would say that that person is like a hungry ghost. They are not human. They are like a thief. He meant that that person was hopeless. But a person who gives shares and helps is the opposite. They receive praise because they are someone who gives and sacrifices and they receive praise because they are a giver and have inner beauty. They have consideration and helpfulness. They help to wash the communal dishes as well. Here it isn't just the duty of the lay people. 
it is also the duty of the monks as well. It's not that the monks only go for alms round and then the lay people prepare all the food on the plates. The lay people do it all. And the monks have the duty to just get the food, take the food and eat it. And then after finish eating, they wash their bowl and they're done. It's not like that. The monks have to have their own rules and duties of the monks as well. One, their own things. They wash their own vessels and bowl. Two, and the things that are communal. We have to sweep, wipe and clean the communal buildings, looking after them properly. The communal dishes and vessels that the food is put out in for the monks to eat, which is beyond the ability of the lay people to help out and clean. Then... The monks who number more have to go and help and do it all in one go. This is the duty of each monk, that we must be determined that after finishing eating to put down one's bowl first, we don't need to wash our bowl first. We can gather together and help out wash all the communal food vessels, the plates and trays and finish it properly. Then clean and sweep the place and the surrounds where the meal has taken place. Finish this first, and then we go wash our own things, our bowls and requisites. Doing this is really good. It is excellent and is the highest, and it is self-sacrifice as well. It's amongst duty and discipline, the rules and regulations that we have to be determined to do. So then to all the lay people who are going to the monastery or going to public places that we are able to give help in, I ask that you help and sacrifice. This self-sacrificing is the beginning and it is the beginning, dana or giving, that we do that will lead on to the highest type into the field of samadhi. Because when we sacrifice already, then, when there isn't anything more left, we are at ease. We can sit meditation and we can practice training the mind and the mind is spacious and serene because we have reduced and given up our selfishness. Self-sacrifice is something that destroys selfishness. It destroys the sense of self and ends this holding on to this is me and this is mine. So this practice of giving up this sense of self and of me and mine, it's just this that is very good at destroying this attachment to self. So may you all have discipline and wisdom. Contemplate this and try to be people who have self-sacrifice in this new year. May our Dhamma practice this whole year be full of discipline. May you all grow in blessings.